can education be the most broadly defined thing yes. that we can that we can wrestle with that it's not yes. just the three r's right that education is bigger than the three r's you know education is about you know what is the context what is the experience and what's the idea that comes from it the straight A's podcast is a production of in-depth media Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Straight A's Podcast, your home for all things related to the world of independent schools. We are your hosts and guides, Andre Withers, Amani Reed, Art Hall, and Abe Way Miller. We are glad you joined us for this episode today. We really hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to another episode of the Straight A's Podcast. Andre Withers here as one of two conversationalist for the evening. My co-pilot uh, is Abe a. Miller tonight. Abe, what's up? How you doing, Dre? Good to hear from you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, we are going to be jumping in talking about value proposition coming off that Amy McNamer um, mm-hmm. conversation that our guests listened to uh, in the prior episode. Uh, mm-hmm. You heard that episode as well, right? I did. I did. Fantastic. So um, I want to pick up on that just a little bit. You know, I, I had a great time with Amy. Um, met her at the office at ASGW. You know, she's new on the job, but as you can tell from uh, not only her bio, but you could tell from her story as well, like the independent school thing is just kind of who she is, right? Yeah. She didn't necessarily go to an independent school. Her story starts in Montana. Uh, I wouldn't say that is a highly populated area. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few, I, a few folks, right. But what I would say um, is that the notion that she had this story about her mother who had this uh, second curriculum that was ongoing. The notion right. that she was striving for higher education in a bigger world than Montana. Made her read, uh, what was it, War and Peace in seventh exactly. grade? Exactly, yeah. exactly. My head would have imploded, for real. Nah, wasn't uh, me. Was not right. me. So then she, you know, she moves on to Harvard. She follows um, um, some of her siblings out to Harvard. Um, and then she's on her way, right? She's on her way to her professional career. She meets her husband at Harvard. He winds up being an independent school educator. Ultimately, today, he's a head of school. There's a lot of pieces of the, of the Amy McNamer story that really do connect with independent schools. So I really, did, I really did appreciate that. And then, of course, as an association, here is AISGW trying to do, I think, some really noble stuff for independent schools. They're trying to be an advocacy arm. And, uh, you know, at a time when everything from local to national legislation certainly is playing a part of how schools do their job, it's mm-hmm. great to have an association like that. But I also just appreciated like her perspective about this big topic of value proposition. Um, sure. And so, you know, we've talked about this. We want to start with value proposition because um, the, the premise of Straight A's podcast is really helping people understand what this thing is called independent school. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're starting with value propositions so that we can kind of unpack why people would choose an independent school. And so Amy's perspective is that independent schools have things like teachers who are constantly working on their craft, strong leadership, um, that they are independent from um, local, federal, national agencies in terms of funding, that there's that they're safe communities, that they are diverse communities, all of which I I believe I believe is true and um, absolutely yeah, and I think uh, I think well worth well worth the investment in a lot of ways. 
what parts of that do you think, like, what, what, where, do you, where do you fall? What are your thoughts about what she had to say? It's a big topic, but let's, let's get at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big topic. And it, and it was a lot of fun to, to listen to her, to listen to your conversation with her. Uh, really interesting to me to kind of look at her background and her story and then how that connects uh, to her larger view on independent schools and the work that she's doing today. Uh, but there was a lot that Amy said that resonated with me as I think about my own experience in independent schools, both as a student, uh, you know, and as an educator. And well, that's right. Yeah. But when I think about what Amy said that really resonated with me when she talked about the value proposition of independent schools, you know, she talked about growing up in, as you said, in this household where education was really valued. And then as she thought about schooling for her own kids um, and also thought about a place where she could really do the work that she wanted to do. She recognized that independent schools were institutions that, that shared that same value, right? right. And that right. education. And I remember her talking about in particular uh, the way that independent schools are able to attract quality teachers uh, by giving them autonomy, by giving them resources, by giving them professional development, by giving them leadership opportunities. And as a result, those folks stick around for longer periods of time, right? And as as she made, she made the good point that they get to know, they get to know your kids, right? For a place where your child, your student can be truly known um, by the folks who are going to instill for, hopefully instill in them a love for learning and a passion mm-hmm. for education. That's something that I think at, you know, independent schools is, is uh, I'd agree with her that independent schools have yeah. a, have a leg up in offering. Yeah. Um, what about you? What did you, what did you hear from her that really resonated with you? So a couple of things. I mean, I do think that there is this notion of character and values and norms that I, that, that I uh, really resonate with. She talked, because because I'm a I'm one of these guys that just kind of believes in paying attention to the water right the water that kids are swimming in so okay. having a school that does have these values and norms and so on I, I'm I'm with that and I think a lot of like I think every school tries but I don't know that every school does um, mm-hmm. and so thinking about independent schools as places where you know they pay they're paying really intentional attention to that I really really like. One of the things that she talked about, though, um, I think where I disagree was how schools are, independent schools can be nimble, right? I know that we can be innovative places. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would agree that we're nimble places. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I, would, I, would al- I would always love for us to think about ourselves um, a little bit more nimbly, but I think because we are a place that has these values and norms and culture-rich places, we take much longer to um, to shift or pivot uh, yeah. than, than, a, than a lot of other schools um, yeah. or a lot of other organizations, not necessarily schools. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, we both know that you know, schools are one of the last bastions of industry to change, um, you know, over time. But um, I think I, I do resonate with the, with the culture piece. And, and that is that's that's huge. And I can see why people would want to choose that. Yeah, and, and there there are two things I think as you as you make that distinction between innovative and nimble, there are yep. two things I think in my world that that contribute or in my experience that contribute to that. One is that um, attached to the culture piece that you talked about, 
independent schools have a lot of unique traditions, right? Mm -hmm. Traditions mm -hmm. that are unique to the particular community. There was a friend of mine that I worked with in, in one of my stops along the way who used to talk about how uh, as soon as something is done once in one of our schools, <laughs> it depends on tradition, right? Tradition. So, how long has that tradition been around? He said, well, we right. started last year, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> really qualified as tradition. Right? But as right. soon as it's there, you know what I mean though, right? As soon as it's there, yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough. We get attached to it and it's tough to get rid of that. And then as you- That's right you said that makes us less nimble um you know the the other piece of it that i always like to say is when you're especially when you're in a bigger school mm -hmm. right have all of these different constituents that you're trying to manage as mm -hmm. a part of decision making you get mm -hmm. really you can, there's there's the opportunity to get really bogged down in the process yeah right and, and yeah. you want to be so thoughtful about any change that you're making mm -hmm. or innovation that you're pursuing involve all your different constituents in that conversation right now all of a sudden that conversation takes over the actual innovation right? <laughs> that's right. all the time you know that, <laughs> pretty big schools and in those right. big schools i say you know making a change in one of these environments right. is a lot like turning a cruise ship that's right that's slow and, and steady slow and steady right i'm not out there <laughs> in my you know my boss and whale are doing my little fishing trip, right? I'm trying that's to right. I'm on the love boat, and that's and, right. And, and that's a that's a difficult thing to maneuver. Yeah, I agree. Here's something that I, that I'm curious about too. I think that independent schools are, um, and I, you'll probably hear me say this multiple times throughout our podcast. I think independent schools are a luxury product, right? Yep. I think they're a, lu I they're a luxury. They're a, yeah. right. They're a luxury brand. So I'm also then thinking um, like a consumer. And, and granted, we may not want to think about education as something we are consuming or writing a check for, but at the end of the day, we are. So, sure. thinking, okay, if I'm if I have to write this check for thirty, forty, fifty, in some cases, sixty thousand dollars per year, mm -hmm. um, is that something that I am writing that check because I feel like it's an extension of me and my family and my experience and my community and so on or am i needing to write that check because i'm actually trying to do the opposite which is independent school is 180 degrees from my experience and i want yeah. something different both for me my family as well as for my kids so there's this mm -hmm. notion of you know running to an independent school moving towards an independent school because it's familiar mm -hmm. and there's this notion of running away from what's familiar to an independent school. And I think for different groups in our community, both things are probably very present. And so the value, I come back to the value proposition being, it, or, or think about the value proposition is, not, maybe it's not something like the, the curriculum and it's not the, the beautiful grounds and it's not the rich tradition, but maybe it's because I gotta have something different. My public school system is garbage, or I had a, uh, a difficult experience in this other uh, educational setting. I want I want something different for my kid. So I, I think about it in that way as well. I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to think about it, but I do think that we're all trying to figure out how to invest our money for the education of our kids, and we want to do it wisely. But it's a a very expensive check to write, and for some families. It also means some significant sacrifice. Well, you know, and as I think about the answers that Amy gave in, in your conversation with, with her, most of those seem to be 
of the the running to variety. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Lot, you know, again, talking about the teachers, talking about the level of support, talking about the character education, talking about mm-hmm. the flexibility and innovation. Right. Mm-hmm. All of those things may fit into your running to category. Let me give you an example of a running from. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I happen to live in a major metropolitan area that just went through a, a shift in school boundary lines. Okay. Right? You had a lot of people who may have grown up in this city, who may have gone to a particular chain of public schools during Mm -hmm. their time as a student, going to a particular Mm -hmm. elementary, middle, Mm -hmm. and high school, now are faced with a situation as of this year where their, their kids... May not, may not be going to those same schools mm-hmm. and may have been shifted to another school that historically has been underperforming, right? Wow. Or they yeah. have a very different demographic. Well, guess what happened to our private school application numbers, our independent school application numbers, <laughs> right? As soon as that news hit, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. Is we, saw, we saw a significant uptick, not necessarily... I mean, I'd love to think it's because of what we're doing as a school. Sure. Right? I'd love to think people were running to us. Yeah. Um, in essence, though, I would put that in the category of running from, right? Yeah. Running from yeah. a situation and just saying, you know, I don't think that's going to be safe. I don't think that's going to be the right environment. Um, I know this is a more controlled environment. I know this is more familiar mm-hmm. to the community of which I'm a part. Let me go ahead and take that option B, right? That's yeah. a, I think that's an example of a... That's good, yeah. Um, that's not the, you know, as an independent school educator, that's not the one reason I want people... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I, right, but I think we'd be foolish, right? Wouldn't we be foolish to think that that's not a reason? That's Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. I think, yeah, the to and the from are real. Um, and I think, I think the, the, the challenge for us in these schools is how can we really speak to both and, and be honest about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me let me ask you this. We had this we had seg- we had a segment with Amy where we were talking about where do you know this this landscape of education more broadly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it goes without saying that all of us as educators really want public schools to succeed. Uh, we need public schools to succeed, but at the same time, there's immense pressure um, on public schools and. Some of that pressure is public schools being under siege by not only things like budget cuts, but also things like, as I referenced with, with, with Amy, Parkland. Um, you know, these public school, um, public school shootings and major things that are happening to our youth in, in schools. And so I'm really curious about this question about the landscape of education more broadly, because I do think that part of the value proposition is how we as independent schools are going to be part of that national discourse. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm one that believes when, when you've got something as significant as Parkland, as significant as Black Lives Matter, you should pause um, as, a, as a school and think those things through. Do you feel like people are thinking about or choosing independent schools because we're good at that? Or do you think mm. that people are choosing independent schools because that's not a place where issues such as that are on the front doorstep and maybe mm-hmm. they don't have to be good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's more the latter than the former, mm-hmm. right? So, so again, I think I would too. 
that goes back in, into my running from category. Right. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Dre, look, Dre, there's a lot of scary stuff out there, right? True. Yeah. A lot of scary stuff. I got a, I got a three week old at home, right? And I'm already worried about stuff. <laughs> I've got this stuff on my brain. But so there, so that that's another running from, right? Like if I put yeah. my kid in this environment, that kind of stuff uh, is not going to have to be something that they worry about, and as a result, mm. they can focus on their classroom learning, and that's yeah. where I want them in school, and and to a certain extent. That is true, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. To a certain yeah. extent, that that we can, we as independent schools can commit the resources to making our communities really safe places. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We have selective admissions processes, right? So we're defining our own community, and by virtue yeah. of doing that, there is a certain element of safety. There is a certain element of protecting ourselves against the broader, uh, you know, broader outside world. Yeah, that's right. But but again, that stuff, any of that stuff, right? Any of these national issues can exist within our schools. And I think once people are in, they understand that we do actually, as a, on the whole, mm -hmm. do a reasonably good job of taking that pause that you talked about to process that, right? And to yeah, really yeah. think about as schools and as individual students, how do we, how do we show some leadership in this area? Yeah. Right. How do we yeah. how do we step up to the plate and, and help involve those discussions and and what's the most effective way to do that? So I don't know that that's why people are choosing our schools, because mm -hmm. I don't know that they really see that on the front end. But yeah, I think well many things, once they're in the door, yeah. if we get them in the door, that's what they experience. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that, I guess, is a, a larger challenge of our schools in general. When we talk about this value proposition conversation mm -hmm. is there are some things that you don't know about until you get to experience them and I would <laughs> yeah. be one of them right yeah yeah do you agree with that would I do I do I, I think I think you the experience is everything and I do think that that one of the things that is unique and different about independent schools is that you do have the opportunity to experience things um, in a way that you don't in other settings. Um, mm. And I think that that makes, well, from a learner's perspective, I think that makes a huge difference, but then also just from the perspective of how can education be the most broadly defined thing yes. that we can that we can wrestle with. That it's not yes. just the three R's, right? That yes. education is bigger than the three R's. You know, education is about, you know, what is the context, what is the experience, and what's the idea that comes from it. Um, mm -hmm. I think even Amy talked about like, you know, there's a, there's something about the love of being in love with the with ideas. And mm -hmm. um, I think independent schools differently than public schools are places of ideas, whether it is social entrepreneurship ideas or whether it's STEM and STEAM ideas or whether it is, you know, solutions to some of our, you know, big geopolitical or sociopolitical um, issues. There's a, there's ideas that come from, I think our schools, you know, far different than they come from others. And, you know, something about our water helps kids generate those ideas. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, Here's what, I, here's what I'm thinking. I, I think we should get our guys back together. Let's get the foursome back together. Let's find out um, what Art and Amani have to think about, what they have to, uh, to contribute to, the, to this idea, to this conversation about value proposition. You know, obviously they come from two different schools, are going to have some ideas and perspectives. 
But I think that this has been a really good recap and or revisit of value proposition coming off the Amy McNamer conversation. And, you know, I think I think she's going to do some 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 really powerful stuff for AISGW. Absolutely. Um, I think she might be even somebody we think about uh, bringing back onto the show. Um, yeah. I think she's got a little mileage. Uh, in, her, in her tenure, and uh, and we can and we can chop it up with her some more. But let's revisit with the guys in the next segment and see what we can come up with with them. I like that. I like that. All right, let's do it. We've come to the end of the show, and unfortunately, that's our time. If we've done our job right, you've been informed as well as entertained. If you like the show, you know what to do. Please subscribe, rate, and by all means, leave a review. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, but also be sure to follow us on Twitter at Straight A's Pod. We look forward to seeing you there as well as right back here for the next show. Take care. Till next time.